This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and thank you for joining us for Blue Convictions. Since the start of the year, we've been talking in great depth about inflationary concerns along with geopolitical tensions. Then there's been the COVID lockdowns in China. Well, in this context, the Fed and other central banks have had to completely change their monetary policies and forward guidance. But not all central banks have been reacting in the same way. In just a moment, I'll be asking Monica Defend, the head of the Amundi Institute, why this is. I'll also be asking her how we should be modifying our asset allocation. Well, let's bring Monica into the conversation now. Monica, welcome. Thank you, Tom, and welcome back to everyone. Let's start by just asking you, can you shed some light on the current deteriorated macroeconomic environment and explain to us why it is that central banks are on diverging paths? Yes, sure, Tom. Fragmented. This is how I would define the, the global economy. The U.S. remains on a solid uh, dynamic. Um, we expect from the second quarter a more solely sequential growth. Uh, U.S. still rely on strong fundamentals as the, as the recovery has been uh, completed under many fronts to withstand the storm of high inflation. When it goes to the Eurozone, um, we think this area is uh, by far the most exposed to stagflationary risk. We will most likely see at least a short-lived technical recession in the second half of the year triggered by Germany, Italy, while France and Spain might show some resilience. UK, UK really the stagflation risk in 2022 is very well in the card. And to conclude on China, uh, we think China is eventually back on a gradual sequential recovery with high frequency indicators that are slowly picking up. However, we see the official target of 5.5 growth for 2022 really difficult uh, to, to reach. When it goes to inflation, uh, we expect it to remain persistent both in the US, in Europe, and in emerging markets. It is subject to upside risk. Um, this is not only due to persistently higher energy prices, that actually when we look at oil, um, oil, it is really above our expectations, but on food commodities that have a larger weight in the basket. And on this perspective, we think that the inflationary pressures in the euro area uh, that are coming almost from non-discretionary goods might prove even more pain- painful uh, in a area that uh, has seen a lighter uh, fiscal uh, fiscal stimulus when compared to uh, the uh, to the US. Um, on the monetary policy, uh, as you've been asking about the central banks, they are really on the verging path. The Fed might join the club of the central banks raising rates uh, by 50 basis points in order to move to a neutral policy stance as fast as, uh, as possible, uh, while the ECB uh, will remain data dependent amid all the speculation uh, that uh, we've been hearing um, during the, the recent uh, weeks. We expect two hikes to come. 25 basis points each in July and in September. Obviously, raising rates in Europe is different. UK and US entered already a rising cycle in 2015 and 2017, while the EU, unfortunately, have been left with a commodative monetary policy stance for more than 10 years because we went through various crises, Greece, sovereign debt, 
COVID and now the conflict between Ukraine and, and Russia. Uh, to mention the Bank of Japan that remains in its existing stance and in China, where the central bank remains ready to cut the key rate. Thanks, Monica. So what does this mean for the market? Well, uh, we are uh, living really uh, on, a, on a roller coaster. Equity markets are highly volatile due to the events. And most recently, the earnings downgrade with the Philly Fed manufacturing report that has been emphasizing the downside risks for corporate uh, um, earnings result. Tech stocks in particular have been under the spotlight. Uh, the repricing of a more aggressive Fed stance has been really brutal uh, for growth uh, stocks that repriced uh, on a discounted uh, future earnings and that were coming from extreme valuation. Um, the sell-off then extended to all the popular crowded trades. The sell-off, however, signals the end of the consumption frenzy reverting to normal, but not a pending recession. Against this uh, persistent inflationary backdrop, real yields continue to rise with the rate, uh, the 10 years uh, tips uh, that turned positive for the first time since 2020, while on the nominal yield front, the 10 years treasury temporarily reached uh, the, the 3% threshold. Actually, on the on the rates front, the move has been really fast and they moved into, ta- into the targets that uh, we had signed for the uh, end, uh, end of the year. So this appears to be a level of interest now, especially as economic clouds intensify somewhat and the challenges for traditional bond equity allocation continue. Monica, in this context, what is your view on the current earnings season? But we mentioned the earnings season to be one of the reasons um, foiling the uh, volatility in the equity market. Um, on the way from too much inflation to not enough growth, uh, we do believe profits should eventually be revised downwards. And US profits are traditionally more resilient than those of the Eurozone, which justifies eventually uh, our preference for the, uh, for the US. On the forthcoming reporting season, earnings are expected to be strong, with some uh, regional uh, differences uh, versus the weak consumer uh, sentiment. Mm, we really believe that this earnings season uh, will be key, and we do expect in the guidance a further inflationary uh, push that uh, might add the pressure on the Fed to act, and on the other side uh, will imply um, some uh, compression on the on the margin. Uh, in two numbers, we see that in, we expect in the US a five to nine percent achievable in in 2022 with the support of buybacks. In Europe, uh, we are more cautious. Um, we do target minus five, plus five percent achievable in 2022. This is really related uh, to our global real GDP forecast at three percent, and the fact that uh, the uh, earnings in the uh, euro area are really linked to the uh, global uh, global cycle. Moving into the emerging markets, um, we do uh, expect a 7.5, which is a below consensus. 10%. Earnings revisions also point uh, downwards. We are still positive in LATAM, EMEA, but we see deteriorating earnings in Asia and in China. Yes, the earnings outlook continues to favor US versus Europe, and it calls for a neutrality view in the emerging markets. And just lastly, Monica, in this context, how should we be modifying our asset allocation? 
With uh, all of these uh, risks looming, uh, we continue to call a neutral risk stance with some adjustment in particular. From a cross-asset perspective, um, we think that it is really important to increase diversification, but not increasing the overall risk budget in the portfolios. This means that we are more cautious on the risk asset on Europe in particular, where we actually moved uh, positive on the US investment grade credit, uh, just because the asset class uh, we think overpriced the recession risk. We stay neutral on emerging equity. On the regional preference, we stay positive on Brazil and India and more cautious on, on Asia due to the inflationary pressure and the expensive valuations. Um, we maintain our relative preference for US equity, um, more resilient growth expectation of the US economy vis-a-vis -vis the European market. And we are also now positive on oil for diversification purposes and as a hedge against still high geopolitical risk. In the bond spectrum, we have been further reducing our short duration stance in Europe in particular, but also somehow in the, in the US, and we are progressively moving towards neutrality. In the credit space, we continue to focus on quality and we are more cautious on higher risk segments in, in Europe, while we maintain our positive stance on, on MB that is favored by a more attractive valuation and its composition that shows a tilt towards commodity exporters. Uh, finally, on currencies, we continue to hold a positive view on the US dollar versus the euro. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for. Modica Defend, the head of the Amundi Institute. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tom, and talk to you uh, next month with another podcast. And thanks to you for joining us. We hope to have you with us again very soon for another edition of Blue Convictions. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.